There we go. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Testing, testing, one. All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. We can get back to that introduction, folks. Uh, we were kind of cut off in the beginning, and maybe there's technical difficulties. But anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. If we can get back to that introduction, let's try it again. Junior show is now on the air. All right, uh, <laughs> something screwed up there. Let's try this one.
This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Brand new week. And we wake up to a very, very nice uh, day here in the city of Chicago. I mean, it's been summer. It's been summer. And a lot of us have been saying, hey, wow, here it is again. Goes straight from winter to summer. 80-degree, 90-degree weather, you know, and it's still spring. Technically, it's still spring by the uh, calendar. It's still spring. And however, you know, I I hope everybody out there had a great Memorial Day. We had a great Memorial Day. It was just sensational. I mean, it was just great. I hope everybody out there had a wonderful Memorial Day and, uh, you know, had a great time. The weather was so beautiful. It was so gorgeous. Usually on Memorial Days, uh, holidays like this, it's raining, it's cloudy, or it's going to rain sometime during the day. And then it may not start off uh, uh, rain, but it'll rain on your barbecue and all your celebrations and all of that stuff and uh, your holiday uh, celebrations, cooking, barbecues. You know, it, it usually rains, but it didn't rain. I mean, people were just flocking everywhere to the beach, to the lake. I mean, at least on the north side over here they were. And uh, you had people out here just just randomly just walking in the sun because it felt great. It felt great to be out here. Uh, and the day after Memorial Day and the days after Memorial Day just has been just great, beautiful. Uh, but it is weird to know that in the city of Chicago uh, that it's gone from uh, winter to summer. I mean, wow. I mean, when you go from 30 degrees to 90 degrees, that that's bypassing spring almost. And spring is technically still here, by the, at least by the calendar. It's not going away in, uh, for a few weeks from uh, maybe three weeks from now. But anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It is it, it is still a great day. It still feels wonderful. I'm I'm here in my studio and have this great big window in front of me so I can see what's going on outside. And maybe that's why I, I talk about the weather sometimes when I first come on the air because I'm looking at it. I'm seeing what's happening right in front of me, you know. And, uh, you know, people are passing by the window, you know, and uh, stuff like that. That's great. Beautiful. Um uh, and and it's great to have. I, I don't think I would want to do a radio show without a uh, uh, a window in front of me. You know, I mean, it's just great. It just adds to the uh, the greatness of the show. I think you're seeing people and and you know people walking by and doing this and doing that, and it's just beautiful, especially uh, on these great and wonderful days, you know, weather-wise. And wherever you are in the world, I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're great. I hope you're not depressed. I hope you're not lonely. I hope you're not, uh, feeling, feeling out of it or feeling, uh, lost or helpless. It's no time for that. Okay. It's time to have fun. Enjoy yourself no matter how old you are. So many people out here let age hold them back. Age should never be one of the leastest things to hold you back. I don't care if you're 105. Age should not hold you back from doing anything you want to do. If you need to lose weight, lose weight. If you need to make more, if you need to make more friends, make more friends. If you need to have more fun, then have more fun. You know, 
be a part of what's going on in America. You know, that's fun too. <laughs> being a part of what's going on in America, being a central part of taking back your country if you feel as if it needs to be taken back or need to be uh, uh, redone, <laughs> reversed, uh, things of that nature. But anyway, the breaking news today is that uh, Roseanne's show was canceled. It was canceled by ABC after Roseanne Barr's repugnant comments. If you read her comments, you would know that they were just awful. Uh, uh, more than just repugnant, they were awful and uncalled for. Now, just like everybody else who's in Trump's ass, she's saying that it was a joke. It's never a joke, folks. It's only a joke when the shit hits the fan. It's only a joke when they get caught, when the the response and the reaction from the public is is um, is repulsive, and you know everybody is in their ass lashing out at them about what they have said. I mean, she she was on. She's like her like her mentor Donald Trump. She was on Donald. She was on Twitter, and these comments came out on Twitter. And ABC canceled her show. She's off the air uh, because of what she said. And I totally agree with them. I think not because I'm an African-American and the person who, whom she lambasted or, or her racial comments were directed at an African-American. Uh, that was just the right, right thing to do. It was just the right thing to do. I mean, you know, I mean, she's affiliated with Donald Trump. She loves Donald Trump. So she emulates Donald Trump and she says says the thing that Donald Trump probably wished he could say. Donald that and in some cases he have said. Okay, but um she's off the air. I mean and the thing about Roseanne that you don't the, the thing about this whole thing is that she's she has put her fellow cast members and crew or you can say her coworkers, she has thrown them out of work. I mean, she's added to the unemployment line because her because of her nastiness, her racism, and don't forget she she apologized for this. She said, "I'm sorry." She apologized to Valerie Jarrett. However, there has been a pattern of Roseanne saying racial uh, comments, uh, coming up with conspiracy theories that have no merit. So she she has a a track record of saying racially explosive things. And ABC, they knew they were taking a chance with her. Her show was like, wow, the rate was a ratings bomb. But ABC just felt that they just could not condone this kind of behavior, hatred, racism, name calling. It was just too much for them. However, Donald Trump gets away with it. But you know what? I don't think he's going to get away with it for too much longer. I mean, everything around Donald Trump is falling apart. You know, is falling apart. He cannot stand much longer. He's more, Donald Trump is more out there uh, incriminating himself than Mueller is, than Robert Mueller, the special counsel into the Russian investigation of the uh, 2016 uh, uh, elections. 
Uh, Donald Trump is <laughs> incriminating himself because he and his stupid ass lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliani, they're just out there being dumb and stupid and giving the prosecution all the ammunition they need to send these guys to jail. But anyway, getting back to Roseanne, uh, she has been a, 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 a mouthpiece just like Donald Trump for years on racial, uh, saying racial heated things. ABC has canceled Roseanne after Roseanne Barr's racially charged tweet about Valerie Jarrett Tuesday. Valerie Jarrett is an aide, was, was an aide to um, o- President Obama, I, I think between 2009 and 2010, maybe, uh, his first term in office anyway. Um, and the Disney CEO, Roger Iger, tweeting that the decision was the only thing to do here and the right thing. It was the right thing. And I applaud ABC. I, I applaud Disney. I, I applaud all of these folks for standing up against hatred, bigotry, racism, the kind of thing that Donald Trump has brought to America. That's, that's Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump's playbook. And, and all the reporters everywhere, they're trying to get a, a, a statement out of Donald Trump, but he's not saying anything. Uh, a lot of us <laughs> wanted to know what did Donald Trump think about Roseanne, his favorite person on television, uh, to be canceled, taken off, fired from her job. What did he and and everybody is saying that Donald Trump is not saying anything. They're staying away from it. Of course, they're not going to say anything. At, at least if, if Donald Trump was any kind of a man, he'd come up to the mics. He'd go to the mics. He'd go to the television set, the mics, and say, "This is a repugnant, and this will not be allowed in America." That's all he has to say. But he's not going to say that. He could say racism is not a place to be in America. Racism is not allowed in America. That's all he has to say. But he will not. Nobody in his White House, racism is no place in America because they're the ones who brought it here. They're the ones who are the racists. They're the ones who are the haters, the white supremacists in the White House. Donald Trump will not walk up to that mic and say, I don't, I'm not a racist. Because if he, said he's not, if he says he's not a racist, he's lying again. Donald Trump has been a racist all his life. His dad was a racist. He's a racist. Donald Trump has been, there's been racism in just about everything Donald Trump has done. And it's not just racist, it's not just racism against black people, it's racism against anybody who doesn't look like him. And I don't understand that white people think that this country belongs to them. A lot of them uh, think that this country belongs to them because they're white. This country was first founded by the Native Americans, the Indians. The white folks came over from Europe and screwed the Indians out of the country, screwed, them, screwed the Indians, and took the, took the land away from the Indians. That's what happened. So if you think that white people are, I'm not a racist, I'm just stating facts here. You think that white people are, are, are supposed to be in America, and everybody else is not. That's bullshit. If you really want to get technical about it, if you really want to uh, go back in history, this land 
belonged to the Indians until Americans, the white man, came over here and, and conned them out of it. And now they want everybody else to leave. Most of, I mean, the majority of white people, and I love them, the majority of the white people are good people, great people. The majority of African Americans are good people, great people, beautiful people. But there's no doubt about it. Donald Trump and his kind his, has just taken America down, down the sewer. Down the sewer. Okay, let's get back to um, Roseanne being fired by ABC. All right, Roseanne's Twitter statement is a horror, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values. And we have decided to cancel her show. And that was ABC Entertainment President Channing Dungree, okay, in a statement to the rap on Tuesday. Okay, this is, I'm quoting, uh, it, this is hard to read. It's really not hard to read. It's just hard to fathom. Uh, but this is a quote from uh, Roseanne's, Roseanne Barr, uh, uh, Twitter uh, rant. Okay, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Equal VJ. VJ stands for Valerie Jarrett. Barr said earlier on Tuesday in a response in a Twitter th- thread about Jarrett, former advisor to Barack Obama. So she, <laughs> this is crazy. She said some more stuff too, but this particular uh, statement stands out. Okay, uh, Muslim Brotherhood and the Planet of the Apes had a baby. And it was Valerie Jarrett. And Valerie Jarrett is a one-time advisor to former President Barack Obama. Valerie, Valerie Jarrett is not in politics anymore, but she is still around. And uh, we're going to get her response. We're going to see what her response is uh, uh, in a little while. But Roseanne Barr, the Roseanne show, the hit show, the hit ABC show has been taken off the air. Now uh, ABC has to scrounge around and try to find something to replace it, replace the uh, the the viewership uh, of the show. Roseanne Roseanne Barr is ruined. I mean, a lot of her, uh, I think her agent dropped her, uh, dropped her. Uh, Wanda Sites, she, I think she was executive producer or something. To that effect, I could be wrong, but she is affiliated to the show in some way. She walked off. She walked away from it. So Roseanne Barr, I mean, she's ruined. She's totally ruined, and uh, she deserves, and it, and it is deservingly so that she's ruined. But she tried to apologize, but the but ABC did not accept her accept her apology because this was just too repugnant. And she also after she apologized. She said it was a joke. It was no joke. These people who hate, uh, they try to use their, uh, uh, she tried to say that I'm a comedian, so it was a joke. No, it was no joke. Roseanne, it was no joke because Roseanne have said these kinds of things before. All through her life, she has been a racist. Everybody around her knows it. She's off the air, and that's a great, great thing. And uh, John Goodman is out of work. <laughs> I'm looking at, looking at him right now. In case you don't know who John Goodman is, he's an actor. He's an actor. 
he plays Roseanne's husband on the shelf. And he's an actor, and he has been in several, several movies. Yeah. He's also a movie actor. And uh, he was uh, with the show, uh, the Roseanne show, in its exception. You know, so he, as everybody else, um, he uh, came back. But her show is canceled. And it's all over the uh, newswire. And that's why the George Wilder Jr. show, we have to talk about it because everybody else is talking about it. And... Uh, we are elated. A lot of people are dancing in the street because of this, because, you know, this is a slap in Donald Trump's face because he is a, such a racist and he was such a friend and pal to Roseanne Barr. And that's why a lot of people out here are trying to, uh, especially reporters and the media, trying to get a, a response and a reaction from Donald Trump that's not coming. And I've said a moment ago, if Donald Trump truly, truly, um, which he doesn't, if he truly <laughs> uh, 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 was thinking that this was wrong, he would go to, go to the microphones and say this was wrong, what, Joe, what, what she said. She would say, but he's not because he is a racist too. Uh, and there will be no response from Donald Trump <laughs> or anybody in his White House because, you know, they, they are the same exact thing. So, you know, you, and Morgan Freeman. Okay, let's talk about Morgan Freeman. Now, Morgan Freeman, over the weekend, the Morgan Freeman, the actor, Morgan Freeman, the actor, the guy who's just about in every damn movie that comes out, has been sidelined uh, for, sexual, for sexual misconduct. I think eight women came out against him. And he and he is a whore. I mean, he is livid. He's pissed off <laughs> because this is embarrassing for him. I mean, any of those people, high profile people who are now accused of sexual harassment that you see every day that you look up to as a mentor. They are embarrassed when this thing comes out. Morgan Freeman, uh, I'm hearing that a lot of uh, projects that he was he was into i think he's about 71 72 years old but a lot of the projects that he was into they have uh, been ripped away from him or canceled a lot of things movies uh voiceovers uh things like that um uh charities or what they've gotten rid of him just like uh uh bill cosby just like bill cosby has lost everything and been ruined you know um, Morgan Freeman, when I, but when I first heard Morgan Freeman was being accused of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, I said, whoa, I couldn't believe it. Not Morgan Freeman. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, wow, Morgan Freeman? I mean, this guy played God, right? <laughs> At one time. And every time you see, and some of the times in the movies you see Morgan Freeman, he's playing the president of the United States. <laughs> and, you know, I'm pretty sure Clint Eastwood is probably saying, hey, Morgan, <laughs> what's going on? And Clint Eastwood and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, they collaborated on two or three movies in the past. So I'm pretty sure they're good buddies. And But, but anyway. Morgan Freeman accused of uh, sexual misconduct, and he is livid. He, he, I think 
no, 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 not uh, not that I think, but I know that Morgan Freeman's lawyer is asking CNN and a lot of these uh, media outlets that ran stories of his sexual uh, misconduct and some of the women that accused him, Morgan Freeman's lawyer, his lawyer is demanding that these media outlets, these stations act what they said about him. They're not going to do that. They're not going to take back what they said about Morgan Freeman, especially if they got a lot of witnesses and so many women come forward. The best thing Morgan Freeman can do is go to those women who you think is lying and have them recant their story. To the uh, to the media, and maybe the media would change their story, but I, I doubt if they change their story just because Morgan Freeman wants them to, especially if they feel they have proof that he actually harassed these women uh, the way that some of them say that he did. And, you know, I wouldn't put it past Morgan Freeman. He's probably, you know, uh, <laughs> he's probably uh, capable of anything, but un- but he's not guilty until proven in a court of law. At least that's what we have in the United States. Innocent until proven guilty. And that's even Morgan Freeman. But, hey, while you cannot... Uh, dispute the news stories. You cannot, you know, uh, not pay attention to what's being written or said about a famous actor. I'm not saying he did it or or he did not do it. I'm just saying, you know, um, nothing's been proven yet because women can lie. I mean, about something and uh, um, men lie too. Everybody lies. Trump lies, you know. So we'll just have to... um, Wait and see what happens. Freeman ending up like Bill Cosby. It could happen. And I'm pretty sure Morgan Freeman is scared shitless that that could happen. You know, all the accolades that he's gotten over the years from colleges and all these things that he's a part of, and there's a lot, uh, they will start stripping him of everything. And who knows? He may be sued and have having to go to court and defend himself like Bill Cosby and headed off to prison. But we just have to wait and see, you know, if it, if this goes any further than, than this, you know, but Morgan Freeman has been accused of sexual harassment. The, an actor. I, at one time, I thought Morgan Freeman could be one of the greatest actors that ever lived. I really did. I thought he could be one of the greatest actors that that could ever live in the, in the mode of Denzel Washington, in the mode of Sidney Poitier, uh, in the mode of a lot of uh, great actors of the past. I, I take that back now. And I think, I think I've said this before on, on, on the show. One of my favorite movies of Morgan Freeman. I mean, I mean, he made, he has made a ton. He's made a ton of movies. I mean, that's probably over now, but he's made a ton of movies. And my favorite movie of all the movies that he's made is Leon Me, uh, the autobiography of uh, Joe Moore, I think, the principal of a high school. That uh, anyway, you can look that up. That that's all online and everything. My, Leon Me is my my favorite movie, Morgan Freeman movie. I think he was great in that. I think he should have won an Oscar. Instead, he got one for glory with Denzel Washington, but I do think he should have gotten a, uh, an Oscar for uh, a Lean on Me. 
But anyway, he's been accused of sexual harassment, and I believe he's in his 70s, early 70s. Um, and he may have to go to jail if, this, if he's indicted. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We're just having a great time here. It is... I just read something here that was pretty, pretty funny. Uh, We're going to take a break right here. We're going to do this, and we will be right back. You know, this was going to be my remarks. It would have taken about two minutes, but that would have been a little boring. A little boring. Now I'm reading off the first paragraph. I said, this is boring. Come on, we have to... But in the bullshit department, in the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Religion, religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of ten things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. He loves you and he needs money. He always needs money. He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, and all-wise. Somehow, just can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars, they pay no taxes, and they always need a little more. Now, you talk about a good bullshit story. Holy shit. Thank you very much. But I want you to know, I want you to know something. This is sincere. I want you to know, when it comes to believing in God, I really tried. I really, really tried. I tried to believe that there is a God who created each of us in his own image and likeness, loves us very much, and keeps a close eye on things. I really tried to believe that, but I got to tell you, the longer you live, the more you look around, the more you realize something is fucked up. Something is wrong here. War, disease, death, destruction, hunger, filth, poverty, torture, crime, corruption, and the ice capades. <laughs> Something is definitely wrong. This is not good work. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Results like these do not belong on the resume of a supreme being. This is the kind of shit you'd expect from an office temp with a bad attitude. <laughs> and just between you and me, in between you and me, in any decently run universe, this guy would have been out on his all-powerful ass a long time ago. 
And by the way, I say this guy because I firmly believe, looking at these results, that if there is a God, it has to be a man. No woman could or would ever fuck things up like this. So, so, if, if, if there is a God, if there is, I think most reasonable people might agree that he's at least incompetent and maybe, just maybe, doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit, which I admire in a person and which would explain a lot of these bad results. So rather than be just another mindless religious robot, mindlessly and, and aimlessly and blindly believing that all of this is in the hands of some spooky incompetent father figure who doesn't give a shit, I decided to look around for something else to worship. Something I could really count on. And immediately, I thought of the sun. Happened like that. Overnight, I became a sun worshiper. Well, not overnight, you can't see the sun at night. But first thing the next morning, I became a sun worshiper. Several reasons. First of all, I can see the sun, okay? <laughs> yeah. Unlike some other gods I could mention, I can actually see the sun. I'm big on that. If I can see something, I don't know, kind of helps the credibility along, you know? So every day I can see the sun as it gives me everything I need. Heat, light, food, flowers in the park, reflections on the lake, and occasional skin cancer, but hey, <laughs> at least there are no crucifixions and we're not setting people on fire simply because they don't agree with us. Sun worship is fairly simple. There's no mystery, no miracles, no pageantry, no one asks for money, there are no songs to learn, and we don't have a special building where we all gather once a week to compare clothing. And the best thing, the best thing about the sun, it never tells me I'm unworthy. Doesn't tell me I'm a bad person who needs to be saved. Hadn't said an unkind word. Treats me fine. So, I worship the sun. But, I don't pray to the sun. Know why? I wouldn't presume on our friendship. It's not polite. I've often thought people treat God rather rudely, don't you? Asking help. Trillions and trillions of prayers every day, asking and pleading and begging for favors, do this, give me that, I need a new car, I want a better job. And most of this praying takes place on Sunday, his day off. <laughs> it's not nice, and it's no way to treat a friend. But people do pray, and they pray for a lot of different things. You know, your sister needs an operation on her crotch. Your, your brother was arrested for defecating in a mall. But most of all, you'd really like to fuck that hot little redhead down at the convenience store. You know, the one with the eye patch and the club foot, huh? Can you pray for that? I think you'd have to. And I say, fine, pray for anything you want. Pray for anything. But what about the divine plan? Remember that? The divine plan. Long time ago, God made a divine plan. Gave it a lot of thought decided it was a good plan, put it into practice. And for billions and billions of years, the divine plan has been doing just fine. Now you come along and pray for something. Well, suppose the thing you want isn't in God's divine plan. What do you want him to do? Change his plan? Just for you? Doesn't it seem a little arrogant? It's a divine plan. What's the use of being God if every rundown schmuck with a $2 prayer book can come along and fuck up your plan? <laughs> And here's something else, another problem you might have. Suppose your prayers aren't answered. What do you say? Well, it's God's will. Thy will be done. Fine. But if it's God's will and he's going to do what he wants to anyway, why the fuck bother praying in the first place? <laughs> Seems like a big waste of time to me. 
couldn't you just skip the praying part and go right to his will? It's all very confusing. So to get around a lot of this, I decided to worship the sun. But as I said, I don't pray to the sun. You know who I pray to? Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Two reasons. First of all, I think he's a good actor, okay? To me, that counts. Second, he looks like a guy who can get things done. Joe Pesci doesn't fuck around. Doesn't fuck around. In fact, in fact, Joe Pesci came through on a couple of things that God was having trouble with. For years, I asked God to do something about my noisy neighbor with the barking dog. Joe Pesci straightened that cocksucker out with one visit. It's amazing what you can accomplish with a simple baseball bat. So I've been praying to Joe for about a year now. And I noticed something. I noticed that all the prayers I used to offer to God and all the prayers I now offer to Joe Pesci are being answered at about the same 50% rate. Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. You Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. And Valerie Jarrett says President Trump bears some of the responsibility for a racist treat, tweet from the comedian and actress Roseanne Barr comparing the former Obama aide to an ape. Wow. That is, she's right in a way. That is something else. Anyway, let's go here. All right. You're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO of the Entertainment Worldwide Network, calling to you live by way of sunny Las Vegas, a.k.a. Mesa, Arizona, because I'm still with family after the holidays. But this is a hot topic I had to call in. I was listening online, and I just had to call in. How y'all feeling? 
I'm fine. <laughs> Go right ahead. Well, I I just uh, I just say uh, we we have to uh, look at the story of Donald Trump, and he's always got away with a lot of great uh, power plays for the last like 40 years, and there's a lot of plays that's going on, and part of his success was making power plays back in New York, building buildings and taking over situations. So I say that to say uh, I don't support what he do. I don't support the way he moves. I support the office that he holds. And it's sad that he's using this in such an ineffective way where he can make so much positive progress if he starts saying positive things. And he's very intelligent, but he just went left and he went left and he just never came back. He is lost. I think I think he is lost. I, I, I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to be straight with you. I don't like him. I, I just don't like him because I don't think he likes America. I don't think he I think he's a racist. I think he's just unfit for the office. And there's no no way or no how I could ever change my mind. And there's a you know, there's Americans who also believe in that fact. I think he's unfit. I, I don't think he's going to last long uh, with this latest well, uh, thing. Uh, I well, think, I got a question for you. Why is there more school shooting, sexual harassment suits, and people getting hurt by the police ever than ever? The world is cold now. And as America, if this is a guy who controls and Americans, we control, we have the most spending power. People will live four to five in a house to bring one person to America. I, I so understand. Have the power. I, I, I understand your sentiment. I, I really do understand your sentiment, but it, I mean, you, if you if you are a Donald Trump supporter, that that that's a that's no no, no 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 no. I'm not supporting him at all. No no no. I don't like him at all neither. But what I'm saying to you is, he just happened to be the president. If he was any Joe Smo Blow, it would be a different situation. He just happened to hold his office, and because he holds, he is the, title, the president. He is the president, but he's an it. ineffective president. He's purposely. Uh, in my estimation, and a lot of people estimation, he's personally trying to destroy the country. He wants to take away yes. the First Amendment rights uh, of, of NFL players. That's wrong. Because why? They're African-American, period. There's no yes. uh, standing for the, the anthem, the flag. That's bull crap because Donald Trump disrespects the flag every day. You know, he just has to go after people who don't look like him. And uh, that pisses me off. You know, you know, because I'm African American. You know, but if if, if he was going after white players like this, I, I I still would be angry at this guy. You know, I mean, he he could come out any day of the week and say, "Hey, well, I'm not a racist. I don't support what Roseanne Barr has said." He hasn't come out. In in other words, he's dodging the reporters when they're trying to ask him this. So therefore, that tells you a lot about him, even a lot more. Okay, what happened when Eminem busted him up on the BET Awards? He didn't have nothing to say to him, but then he's trying to chew shots at Jay-Z. Come on, man. Everything is all a game, but even though it's a game, J.P. Morgan Chase, everybody get EBT food stamps. That's the old money on the old money. He's a part of that clique, and because he's a part of that clique, he can do whatever he wants. Now, on a, on a pastoral level, uh, some things go on behind the scenes that the church don't see. Now, the Sunday service is a Sunday service. Same thing as if you go into a courtroom. The deal was already made on the golf course on a Saturday. They go into the courtroom to show everybody else the process. 
A lot of the stuff that Donald Trump is doing is bait and switch. You, they doing it right in front of your face. And if you want to hide something from somebody, you do it right in front of them. You don't yeah, do it I behind their back. You do it right in front of them. I, I, I do agree with so, you. I do think Donald. a lot of the things that Donald Trump is doing and his supporters and his team, they're right out in the opening. They're not open. They're not hiding from you. I mean, they're not hiding anything. They're right out in the open with it. You know, like obstruction of okay, justice. Down, I mean, Donald uh, Trump does it. Okay, down south they call you the N-I-G-G-A word, no problem. And I, I'm, I'm saying it because it's a term of endurment from one black man to another black man. But I can't say it in the same energy that they said in, but they, they call it to your face. Up north, they do it behind closed doors and you don't know. You riding with somebody, you going to work every day, and you think they're your homeboy, and then they go and put on that, 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 that hood and say, kill them all, you know, and I – I hate that because I'd rather know where you at and know how to deal with you as opposed to think you ride on me and you're not supposed to be in my car. So I yeah, I, mean, uh, I just love what you're doing here, man. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, so what are your real feelings about Donald Trump? And a lot of things, a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians support Donald Trump and we're baffled at that. You know, that makes you not want to go to church anymore because you don't know what well, your pastor is going to say something uh, uh, that you may not like, you know, I mean, is, is, is God really in the church anymore, especially, uh, the Christian church? Because a lot of these folks let support me, Trump. Uh, okay. Let me give you my personal outlook. And this is from my perspective. And this is my disclaimer here. I believe in God, the father, son, and the Holy spirit. I also believe in the laws of the universe. If I jump in front of a train, no matter how much God loved me and all the wonderful things I'm supposed to be Neo on the matrix doing, he's not going to stop that train because I didn't use wisdom to not jump in front of the train. So with that being said, Donald Trump, and I studied his history. And when I say I studied his history, not only did I live in some of the areas where he was building buildings and creating release, I lived in some of the situations where he did bad business. So I say this to say, yeah. he's slimy. And that office can't be held by anybody other than certain slimy individuals. And I'm not saying that all politicians aren't slimy, but you have to have a level of ghostbustiveness with Most you of them are. to know that you're going to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know you got to deal with these slimy people. But at the same time, you have to also keep your integrity. Now, the difference between Donald Trump and everybody else he used the NBC platform and the print and it's going in all these households to solidify his situation. That's the only reason why he picked up that show. So all this stuff that he's doing now, he's already had planned this out. One thing about him, he's a very calculated dude. So with all that being said, I don't like him and his actions, his calculations and his strategic planning to change the world. I don't like the way he's moving and he's doing it with the wrong energy. If he adjusted his energy or her to the right way, it would change the world. But with that being said, I can only wait until he gets out of office to help somebody else that belongs to be there. I worked on the 2008 Barack Obama campaign. I worked mm-hmm. on the 2012 Barack Obama campaign. But then after that, mm-hmm. there was nobody else for me to work for. I wasn't dealing with Hillary. I was at the third presidential yeah. debate covering it. And when I seen what went down, I knew it was bad. So I say all that to say to you as a curator, you right now, you have the power of the Internet. On 2020, voice recognition is going to be the highest way that things are done. People won't be typing. Google is paying college kids 13 to $18 per hour every day to listen to these podcasts, to hear somebody say foe, so they can put in their GPS and the number four comes up. 
All these things fit into the grand scheme of things. People don't cut down trees. They write on paper, but they never think about the tree that's falling. People come into the room, <laughs> flip on the light, but they never think about the electrician who wired the room up so the light works. So I say all these things to say we are all a part of a grand scheme, and the universe is real. The secret is real, but when we ask and we believe, the problem as black people when we can't receive it. We know it's ours, and God got it for us, but we look at it. It's not mine. It's in your hands. It's yours. God told you that's for All you. You're right. supposed to walk away. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you hear, do you hear right. what I'm saying? We, yeah, I hear what we you're saying. Some, I, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And we're running out of time here, man. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye. All right, my brother. All righty. The George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. The Thanks George listening, Wilder everybody. Jr. Show is now on the air. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. I am confident now, even more so than I have been throughout the last year, that this nightmare presidency of Donald John Trump will end prematurely and end soon, and I am thus also confident that this is the correct moment to end this series of commentaries. The important stuff first. There are seven routes in front of Trump. Each inevitably ends in his impeachment or resignation. The first, the likeliest, became a thousand times more likely with the Thanksgiving news of a possible deal between Robert Mueller and General Michael Flynn. As I reported here as long ago as April 4th, the most specifically qualified expert alive on the subject of prosecuting a president, my friend, the Nixon White House counsel John Dean, put it to me very simply. Mueller is not shooting down. Mueller does not make a deal with Flynn to get Paul Manafort. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Jared Kushner. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Trump Jr. Mueller makes a deal with Flynn to get Donald Trump. Period. The Flynn deal report suggests Mueller has completely assembled the backbone of his case and is now just hanging the meat from it. And just as importantly, if Flynn has merely considered a deal from Mueller, it almost necessarily means Flynn either doesn't believe he would get a pardon from Trump or that Mueller, as I've also reported here, has succeeded in finding a way around Trump's pardon power. And either of these near certainties spell Trump's doom. So that's the most obvious of the seven ways for Trump to go now. Mueller really will get him on Russia. It will be ugly, and it will tear this country nearly apart, but it will be necessary. 
The second way is, as I've also repeatedly suggested here, that Mueller doesn't really need to prove anything about Trump and Russian sabotage of the election. There seems to be so much obstruction of justice from the firing of James Comey to the lies about Trump Jr.'s meetings with the Russians, that it's hard to pick out a key player in the Trump inner circle who could not be guilty of it. Trump could be impeached on just obstruction of justice and a few lesser charges. Nixon was about to be. Or there is a third way. We could be spared the trauma of a Russia impeachment or an obstruction of justice impeachment as we were spared it with Nixon if Trump is smart or just sufficiently scared enough and he resigns, or if he isn't, those around him who could still sell themselves by selling him out will force him to resign. A modified version of this, of course, is the fourth possible outcome, that even if Mueller is months away from his denouement, the Republicans will impeach or remove Trump by spring purely to save their own asses. The state elections in Virginia and Oklahoma earlier this month show what could face Republican incumbents nationwide next November. Not only were Democratic victories overwhelming, but half of them were little morality plays. The 26-year-old lesbian beats the Republican in the district Trump won by nearly 40 points a year ago. The transgendered candidate in Virginia beats the guy who wrote an anti-equality bathroom bill. The boyfriend of a news reporter shot to death on camera beats the Republican pro-NRA candidate. I'll say it again. Richard Nixon was not forced out of office by Democrats, not really even by Watergate. Democrats controlled the Senate and the House every day Richard Nixon was president. They could have impeached him at any point. He resigned when the leading Republicans went into the White House and told him that not only would he be impeached and convicted, but he would take all of them down with him and they were not going to let him do that. So that's the fourth way out. Trump becomes more of an albatross to Republicans, and more importantly, more of a rallying cry to Democrats, and the Republicans remove him before the midterms, and then, boastfully, run for re-election on having removed him. The fifth endgame is the same thing, only faster. The Republicans around him pull off that palace coup that is perfectly legal under the 25th Amendment, and Mike Pence and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell eject Trump by simply stating he is unfit and getting their majorities to agree he's unfit. And if you don't think Pence and Ryan and McConnell would do that, you didn't see Trump's crazy tweet about the Man of the Year Award or this thing in front of the Native Americans on Monday, and you don't know Pence and Ryan and McConnell. The sixth means by which Trump leaves early is, of course, that if the Republicans don't impeach Trump before the midterms, the Democrats will be able to after the midterms. If Virginia and New Jersey and Oklahoma are indicators, the Democrats could take the House and might need as few as 25 vulnerable Republicans in the Senate to vote guilty to remove Trump from office. But now there is a seventh new path to destruction for Trump, and it has bubbled up from the sewer of his life recently. And even with how Teflon he has been on this particular subject, it seems hard to believe the dam won't break. His sexual conduct as not one snowball, but a decade's worth of them have come down that hill, wiping out all the sleaze bags and emboldening and empowering the victims. It seems impossible to believe that some claimant somewhere does not have tangible evidence against Trump and that they won't say to hell with it and break one of those non-disclosure agreements and Trump will suddenly be envying Harvey Weinstein. Trump himself inadvertently has hinted at this. The New York Times buried the lead on this over the weekend 
but it reported that earlier this year, Trump told a senator that the Access Hollywood pussy grabber tape was a fake. And he has said the same thing, again, recently to a White House staffer. He's obviously trying to work the refs of public opinion in advance for whatever is coming next, from a woman here or from Russia. So, I don't see any way out for Trump. Seven freight trains rushing at him. He might avoid a few. He might avoid six of them. He's not going to dance his way out from under all seven. And we, I think, should try to put ourselves in the mindset of those Americans who knew Richard Nixon was guilty as hell after John Dean finished testifying on June 27, 1973. But we're all left wondering if there would ever be a way to prove it. And we're left listening to a majority of the country saying Dean was lying and left watching nearly the entirety of the gullible news media saying this was nonsense. Why would a president, even one as crazy as Nixon, ever do this? And more importantly, even if he were somehow guilty, how would he ever be dumb enough to leave any evidence of his guilt? And 16 days later, it turned out Virtually everything in the Oval Office had been taped, and the ballgame was over, even though it would last another 13 months. Well, this ballgame is also over, and I don't think it's going to last another 13 months. And so this series is over. All right, Keith Overman on the George Father Jr. Show. Valerie Jarrett says President Trump bears some responsibility for a racist tweet from the comedian Roseanne uh, comparing the former Obama aide 
Valerie Jarrett to an ape. I'm quoting her here. She's saying, the tone does start at the top, and we like to look up to our president and feel as though he reflects the values of our country, she said. I'm going to read that quote again. Valerie Jarrett, whom Roseanne Barr compared to an ape, said, uh, the tone does start at the top. The tone of the country does start at the top. And we like to look up to our president and feel as though he reflects the values of our country. Trump does not reflect the, the values of our country, even though that's a great sentiment. That's a beautiful uh, quote. Uh, but Trump does not reflect the values of our country. Trump doesn't give a damn of our country. Period. He doesn't. Uh, uh, she had a great comeback at Valerie J- at uh, Roseanne Barr. She did not uh, use racial, racial slurs. She did not call uh, uh, Barr any names as Barr did her. Uh, she just uh, was above it all. But she did respond at being compared to an ape. Uh, and um, I, I think she's a beautiful lady. Okay, she wears a lot of makeup, and uh, obviously she has uh, gotten some plastic surgery done. She looks great, Valerie Jarrett. She she looks great. She looks beautiful. Being out of office, I believe, over 10 years now. Uh, ABC, once again, ABC canceled the reboot Bars Roseanne sitcom today after she tweeted about Jared. This is one of her, I'm, uh, I'm going to quote Roseanne Barr again, uh, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. <laughs> and it was uh, Valerie Jarrett. She had a VJ there. Barr deleted the tweet, swore off, and she swore off Twitter, and she apologized, but ABC canceled her show because when she tweeted that racial uh, repugnant uh, uh, tweet, she meant every word she said. It's just that when her ass got caught, uh, was caught uh, red-handed, she deleted the tweet and she apologized because she realized that she had that her show was going to be taken off the air. She was going to be fired, and everybody involved with that show were going, was going to be out of work. And they are. I mean, as I've stated before, Roseanne, uh, she's now uh, one of the principal causes of unemployment in the country because everybody affiliated with the show, whether it's the cast members or or the crew, they're out of work. They're out of work. If some of them lucky to, to, especially the the crew, uh, lucky to find jobs, it, it would be a miracle. Because in this day and age, um, finding jobs for actors is really hard. My son wants to be an actor, and I keep telling him that <laughs> it's not a, a viable field to go into unless you're somebody like you know Al Pacino or Marlon Brando or uh, you know Nicolas Cage or Denzel Washington. Other than that, you're going to have a hard time finding a job, and 
And if you do find an, an acting job, it doesn't mean that you're going to get the next one, you know, and then the next one and the next one. So I, I tell him that he has to, uh, he has to uh, look for a job, find a job that's going to garner him a steady paycheck, a, a paycheck every week or every two weeks or whatever. And, uh, you know, and then he can pursue his acting abilities or, you know, dreams, whatever, um, uh, later, you know, <laughs> but he needs, like any other teenager, uh, after high school or after college, they're going to need to find employment, you know, and acting, I don't think is a, um, being an actor in this day and age, I don't think it's going to, uh, garner much, you know, because there's a zillion people out here, uh, who, who think and have the talent to be an actor, uh, doesn't mean that they're going to find jobs just like that, you know. So it, it's it's a really competitive field, and I would rather for him to get a, a day job where he has a, a steady paycheck, uh, and then maybe after getting that day job, then maybe go, you know, out and search for acting jobs every now and then. Uh, that's my take on it, but I don't know if he sees it that way. But you know, anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Okay. And Jared also says, I think we have to turn this into a teaching moment. I I mean, she's being above it all. She's being a stateswoman. She's being level-headed. She's being bright and intelligent. But we just don't have that in the White House. I understand what she's saying, and I agree with what, everything she's saying. In some cases, it seems like she's kind of forgiving Roseanne Barr. And, but she's also saying that we're living in an age of Trump to why these things happen. Yes. That's why these things happen. We are, and everybody who's anybody knows that. They know that. And we do have to change the country. She's right. We have to change the tone of the country. In order for us to change the tone of the country, the direction of this country, the down spiral of this country, of America, is to get rid of Donald Trump, period. He's a parasite on America. He's a sore eye on America. He's an embarrassment. I mean, did you notice over the uh, Memorial Day weekend, instead of honoring the troops who served in our military, Trump was honoring himself. And everybody who's anybody blasted him for that. Man, this is Memorial Day. This is the day you honor the, honor the, the American troops. And he, you know, honor the troops. And he went there and he honored himself. It tells you folks that this man is all about himself. He's not about America. He's not about you. He's not about me. He doesn't give a damn. He is about himself. And he's constantly, constantly obstructing justice out in, out in uh, the open. He's not trying to hide it. His crimes are there. He's guilty. Now Trump is actually trying to meddle into the midterm elections. He's trying to meddle. He wants, he wants, he's saying that, I think I read something. He's saying that Mueller, Mueller's investigation of him is going to interfere with the midterm, 28 term elections, which is totally untrue. Some feel that Donald Trump is trying to 
get Mueller not to hand down an indictment of him until after the midterms. Instead of doing it before the midterms, Donald Trump wants it after the midterms. In other words, Donald Trump is admitting to criminal criminal conduct. Criminal conduct. He's admitting to maybe uh, um, uh, losing his job as president of the United States. And it's wrong. It's wrong. You shouldn't be able to tell the special counsel, the police, the FBI, how to handle your case. Donald, just because he's president of the United States, Donald Trump is trying to tell Mueller how he wants this done. Mueller is not listening to him. To him, Mueller is not listening to Donald Trump. I don't think anybody is because Donald Trump lies so much. The American people, they don't even believe a single word coming out of his mouth, and I don't blame him. Donald Trump constantly, constantly lies. The Mueller investigation will not interfere with the midterms. Even some Republicans uh, disagree with what Donald Trump said. It will not interfere. Donald Trump is so damn scared. He's shaking in his boots. He knows he's going to lose his job. He knows he may be going to prison. But I can tell you this, Donald Trump, whenever he leaves the White House, whenever he leaves public office as president of the United States, there's always going to be a target on his back. He's not going to have that Secret Service detail. So he's going to be scared as hell once he leaves office, if he leaves alive, because with all this shit swirling around him, he could, you know, be stressed out because stress can kill you. Okay. Uh, but once he leaves office, if he's lucky enough to leave office, if he makes it to uh, past the midterms or even to 2020, but once he leaves office, uh, he will not have all that protection around him. And we all know what Donald Trump is about. I mean, he's making money. <laughs> he's turned the White House into a into a into the stock market. I mean, he's making money hand over foot in the White House. I mean, he's banking and pocketing our tax money. And he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care. Nobody in the White House cares. The only reason why Donald Trump is still in office, because the Republicans are letting him stay there. That's the only reason. And they work for us, but they're not listening to us because we want him out. Donald Trump... Uh, the NFL players. I mean, there there is not a group that this man doesn't hate. NFL players, Muslims, Mexicans, women, gays—you name it. He he doesn't like. One of the one of the uh, greatest things he doesn't like is the truth. He just lied today. I mean, he lies all the time. And uh, they're saying that Ivanka, I mean, his wife Milana, may leave him. I don't know if that's true. That's been kicked around for a long time. She's still there. I doubt if she leaves him because if she leaves him, uh, if she divorces him, I mean, she may be kicked out of the country because she's using him to stay in the country from what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, so I don't know. And so it, it's just a mess. We just have folks. We have to, um, uh, we're the ones who, who are going to have to uh, straighten up this country. The people, we, the people, not the politicians. Uh, some of them are just dirty and, and, and slimy, like we just got through talking. Um, we have to do it. The people of this country have to do it. We have to straighten out America. We're the leaders. We are our leaders. 
We cannot look for a leader. There's no leaders out there. There's no leaders. That, there's no one that's going to come forth and say, hey, wow, I'm going to lead you guys. We have to lead ourselves. We have to do the things, uh, do things for ourselves. We can't wait for someone to come and lead us to the promised land. We have to take ourselves to the promised land. It's not going to happen. We must lead each other. And then we must look around to find other people to lead. Because some people are just not leaders. And that's not saying a bad thing uh, that some people are not leaders. But some people are not. I mean, they're followers. It's just natural. Some people are just can't lead. So those people who can't lead, they're looking for leaders. The followers are looking for some follow, period. And I don't suggest no one be a follower, but some people are, and that's the way it is. Uh, but you're going to have to uh, get to those followers out there and say, hey, wow, you're going to have to learn how to lead. Uh, it's best being a follower. It's best being a leader than being a follower. Okay, you get nowhere being a follower. Followers, I don't know, uh, there's a lot of them out there. And I know a few. All right. Um, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening, wherever you're listening to and however you're listening. Thanks for listening. If President Trump today called you and said you. All righty. Let's see if this one works. Right there. We'll begin with that stunning revelation yeah. from President Trump's attorney not file lawsuits against employers for stealing their wages and instead they have to go in front of a panel of corporate friendly arbitrators that are so maggie how was your weekend oh it was my daughter's birthday on saturday Thank was you it for asking oh, yes. well, so, that's so I, nice it is i'm nice. glad you had Thank lots of you. time and breathing room to celebrate that amidst the tweet storm yeah. that focused in part on you in part right. on michael cohen so let me just read one of the president's 24 tweets this weekend the one that re relates to you yeah. uh, the new york times had a third-rate reporter named maggie haberman known as a crooked h flunky who i don't speak to and have nothing to do with are going out of their way to destroy michael cohen and his relationship with me in the hope that he will flip they use non-existent quote sources and a drunk drugged up loser who hates michael a fine person that is a, not you maggie by the way who is that Thank with you. a wonderful person uh, with a wonderful family uh, michael is a businessman for his own account lawyer huh? who i have always liked and respected most people will flip if the government lets them out of trouble even if it means lying or making up stories sorry i don't see michael doing that despite the horrible witch hunt capitalized and the dishonest media. He was upset about your reporting about the, the pickle that Michael Cohen is in. Right. What, I, how do you explain how exercised he was? Well, I think that this is a topic, as we've discussed here over several mornings, uh, is, is one that uh, is hitting a nerve with him. I think that he, is, he and his lawyers are very anxious about the Southern District investigation into Michael Cohen. That is right now more of an imminent threat than the Robert Mueller uh, special counsel that. probe is. Um, the president, uh, I, look, the story was really not wow. about, uh, you know, destroying their relationship. The president has destroyed their relationship pretty handily on his own over a very long period of time. And that is what the story was about, which is that he has been, um, he is abusive, according to almost everyone I speak to, to, to most people in his orbit. And family is not accepted um, from that. But, but he is particularly abusive to Cohen 
over the years. And then the question becomes, does that come back to haunt him at this point? I, I do not believe that that would be um, an only factor in Cohen's mind. Only Michael Cohen obviously knows what he is thinking of doing. Because he's been um, so loyal, despite the verbal been, abuse correct. and despite the disrespect, correct. he's been so loyal. So correct. obviously that hasn't bothered him to that degree in the past. Well, or at least there wasn't sort of the, the presentation of his life or the presentation. Your show is now on the air. This is the talk of our times, the talk of our times. Let's talk, everybody. Broadcasting from Chicago. This is the talk of our times, the talk of our times. Let's talk, everybody. All right, Roseanne Barr has been a vocal supporter of President Donald Trump, and he's he has returned the accolades. Yeah, he has. He has. Uh, as recently as March, Trump told a rally in Ohio that Barr... Barr's blue-collar comedy reflect his supporters. Wow. Yeah, reflect his supporters of racism and hate. Yeah, of course. Okay, quoting here again. Even look at Roseanne. I called her yesterday. Look at her ratings. This is Donald Trump. Uh, Trump said in Richfield, Ohio. Okay, quoting Donald Trump again. Uh, they are unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's talking about her ratings. Over 18 million people. And it was about us. He included himself in her skyrocketing ratings. <laughs> that's that's crazy. So he has to be hurt to find out today that her show has been canceled. Donald Trump got to include himself in ev in everything, even in stuff that he has no involvement in. He has to try to take the credit for it. They haven't figured it out yet. The fake news hasn't quite figured it out yet. I guess he's talking about the 18 million people that watch her show that did watch her show. And he's quoting, he's saying, and it's about us. Nothing is about him. Everything that Donald Trump touches, try to uh, support, or try to uh, say he's a part of, goes to shit. Everything he touches, Roseanne, goes to shit. I mean, if he tries to endorse someone for election or re-election, they lose. But if something happens, if something spectacular happens in America... You better believe Donald Trump is going to be there to try to take credit for it. And he had nothing to do with it, just like he did on Memorial Day, trying to take credit for shit he had nothing to do with. Just because he's president, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't know. A lot of people ha are resigning from their offices, like this guy in Ohio, um, this governor, sexual harassment, sexual assault. Donald, Donald John Trump is the king of sexual assault, and his ass is still there. And all of this 
investigations and all of these lawsuits and all of these lies and all of this bullshit, Donald Trump will not resign. Why? Because the man is just crazy. He's a lunatic. He's insane. He's a narcissistic. He's a fascist. He's a narcissist. And they feel they have no empathy. They have no sympathy. They have nothing for nobody but themselves. So even if you're saying rotten, low-down, shitty things about Donald Trump, he thinks it's good. You know why? Because you're using his name. You're saying his name. You're thinking about him, even if you're thinking about him in a negative way. So you can call Donald Trump all the pieces of shit you want. Donald Trump look at wears it like a crown. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't care. He he doesn't feel anything. You know, because if he did, he would resign. He would resign. He would save America all of this trauma. He would save a, a lot of our tax money if he would just Resign. If he want, ends up getting impeached, it's going to cost us money. It would be better if he resigned, but he doesn't want to resign. Why? Doesn't he? Because he wants to stay in power. Secondly, he doesn't want to go to jail. Uh, importantly, he wants to stay in power because he looks at, he sees himself as a king or an emperor. And he wants to dominate the world, but the world will not let him dominate the world because he's too stupid. He's too dumb. He can't do that. A lot of the people around the world, they disrespect him. And there are people from other countries is saying is saying to America, hey, you guys got to get rid of Donald Trump. You got to get rid of Donald Trump. Other countries are saying that to America. You guys got to do something about Donald Trump. They're not talking to our politicians. They're not telling our politicians to do anything about Donald Trump. They're not telling our powerful leaders elsewhere uh, uh, what to do with Donald Trump. They're talking to me and you, the American people. We have to get rid of Donald Trump. No one else. And we can, one of the ways we can get rid of him is by voting blue. And, and I do think that some of the Republicans think that voting blue is is a joke. It's not going to happen. Mitch McConnell, I think, said that. I think I read read somewhere where he said that, that voting, that he's not worried worried about a blue wave. Well, he better be. They all better be. And I think that's why a lot of them are quitting, because they don't want the embarrassment of being thrown out, kicked out onto the curve. So they're going to quit. As I've said before, a lot of these guys and girls, Republicans are quitting, but they're not going away broke. You would not leave your job. You would not quit your job if you still had a house payment to make, if you still had a car payment to make, if your kids are still in college and uh, you know they have loans, outstanding loans or whatever. What, I guess what I'm saying, you would not leave your job broke. So these guys and girls that are quitting Congress, leaving, I mean, they're leaving in droves, they're not walking away broke. They're walking away with a tax cut, and they're going to walk away with a taxpayer-funded pension. 
So they are not going away broke. They're going to rob us blind. They're robbing us blind. And then they're going to quit. With the help of Donald Trump and the Republicans in Congress. So one of the things we truly have to do, folks, we have to vote blue. I always end this show with vote blue. And regardless of... And, and another thing I want to say for you guys out there to watch out for, watch out for fake ads on Facebook, on Twitter, on all of these social uh, network sites that that say this is not going to happen, that is not going to happen, uh, uh, the Democrats can't win, uh, the independents can't win, it's not going to happen, here's proof. Those are totally fake ads, they're lying. They're trying to get you to feel down and depressed and to stop you from voting. So watch out for a lot of these negative ads. Believe me, the blue wave is strong and getting stronger. Do not believe something that says that it's not. Because that's what they want you to do. They want you to believe that there will be no blue wave. They want you to believe that the Democrats will not take over the Senate and the House of Representatives. They want you to believe that. Don't. It's a farce. It's a lie. It's like, it, it, because these ads are going up everywhere all the time. I see them on Facebook all the time. I, I, I don't pay them any attention. If I post, I'll post something like fake news. But, you know, a lot of people will see this stuff and they'll, oh, my goodness, the Democrats can't win. Oh, there's not going to be a blue wave. Oh, why should I vote? This is what they want you to think. This is what they want you to say. Watch out for the fake ads, the fake postings, uh, uh, people who are trying to infiltrate uh, uh, certain groups to try and knock you off your game. They're out there. They're out there. I've, I've read across quite a few of them, and I just simply unfriend them. I don't get in a fight with them. I don't argue with them. I just see what they're doing and how they're trying to do it, and I just get rid of them, and I go and try to warn other people about such happenings. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. we got about two more shows. So basically we were talking about uh, Roseanne. Um, everybody's talking about Roseanne. <laughs> her ass got canned today, which is a great thing, thing because she's been a racist all her life. She is, she is sis, the sister to Donald Trump, just about. And Donald Trump uh, loves her. I mean, he he bragged about her. He bragged about her ratings. He even took her ratings as his own. As we all know, Donald Trump is about Donald Trump. And uh, uh, I, I just have a feeling this guy, I say this all the time, I just have a feeling that he's going to go down. I don't like Trump, okay? Uh, that that's, that's me. I don't like Roseanne, okay? Okay. Uh, I, I don't come out trying to hate people just to be hating people. They really have to be uh, really, really nasty, vile, racist, uh, obnoxious people for me to say I don't like them because I'm not – uh, out to dislike anybody, but some people just are so repulsive and repugnant and so ridiculous that you have to say you don't like them. 
Donald Trump lies to us every day in our faces. He should be impeached just for lying to us. That should be an impeachable defense. They should amend the Constitution uh, in a way where it says if a politician lies, they should be fired right on the spot. We shouldn't have to wait until election time to vote them out. They should be fired right then and there if they lie to the American people, period. Of course, if this was a Democratic president and he was lying to to the American people the way Donald Trump is doing and has done, he'd have been gone a long time ago because the Republican Congress would have impeached him. And I think, uh, and I do think a Democratic Congress would have also impeached him. And rightly so, because if you're lying to the American people, that's corruption. But the Republicans in Congress, in this, in this 2018 Congress, or whatever you want to call it, uh, these people are just, uh, they're just complicit. They're just complicit to Donald Trump. And there will be a blue wave uh, coming. And there will to- totally be a blue wave coming. And they know it. For them to deny, for them to deny it is stupid. All right, I want to say thanks for listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Make sure you join me tomorrow. (laughs) I hope you guys have a great day, a great evening, and stay up. Vote blue, vote blue all the time. Get rid of all Republicans.
right, everybody, I want to say it once again, good good night, good evening, or whatever. <laughs> Make sure you uh, have a great evening, a great day, uh, rest of the day, a great weekend. It's up to you uh, what you do. Have fun. Smile. Uh, be grateful. Be thankful. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Remember, always, always vote blue. Bye-bye, everybody.